Welcome to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Each week, we'll be bringing you conversations about the mission of the Salvation Army right here in East Tennessee. For more information about the show and the work the Salvation Army is doing here in Knoxville, Tennessee, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org forward slash BTS. Or you can visit SalvationArmyKnoxville.org. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. My name is Ron. I am your host, and also I have with me the official co-host of Behind the Shield. What's your name? My name is Janine. No, it's Janine Bean. Eckhart. <laughs> Why? You mess up the branding when you do that. Okay. Beans is a national treasure. Everybody knows your name now and a registered trademark. He calls trademark. me Beans, if you I guys didn't it. know that. Beans. So, okay, now we got to tell them who everybody is. To your left, who, who's that over there? This is Ed Sullivan. It's who? We have Ed Sullivan with the us today. The Ed Sullivan? The Ed Sullivan. I wow, don't pretty. really know who the Ed Sullivan is, but I know <laughs> it's, it's a famous generation. person. It wow. Was, I, yeah. Okay. So, but we have a new employee, I'm Ed feeling, Sullivan. I'm with feeling us. a little woozy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need a nursing um, home. And we have Autumn Williford. And Alex Hooker. She just gave a thumbs up. This is radio. They can't see you. I was telling so, her a good job. <laughs> Thank you. I was letting her know she did a she great being job. Willie Ford. To me. Okay. To and, and also, well, who's the last? Who's the last guy? Alex Hooker. Alex AKA Hooker. Alex Cooper. For no, some Alice Alex. Cooper. Alice. <laughs> oh, believe, let me get this straight. You don't know who Alex Cooper is, and he's actually still Alex, alive. Alice Cooper is a huh? singer. A rocker. Uh, rocker. Okay, never mind. I don't have time for that. That's not the format for the show. Okay, for those of you that are brand new to the show, all of this craziness and mayhem, this is Behind the Shield. We are broadcasting directly from Knoxville, Tennessee, home of the University of Tennessee Volunteers. Fantastic, well, I would say amazingly now up-and-coming football team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And as it happens, uh, I know that Autumn, you had you were a student at UT. You're a UT graduate. Yes. Okay. And Alex, I have no idea if you went to UT or not. Nor does it really no, matter for the purpose of this show. Ed, how about you? Did you yes. go to UT at all? <laughs> Ed fell down. Pick him up. I was a grad student at UT. A grad student. I got my master's in library science. From gotcha. Okay. And wait. 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 We're going to come back to that. Hold on. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. I got I to gotta know what that is. Okay. Okay. So these folks that are with us now, Ed Sullivan, Autumn Williford, Alex Hooker, all, all, three of these, all three of these folks are brand new here, and they're part of our new program called Pathway of Hope. So for those of you that aren't familiar with that, we're going to try to help you get familiar with that some, to some degree today. Beans, do you have information on Pathway of Hope as what they do and everything? And then we'll hear from the individuals. I think I have some info, yeah. You do? Yeah. Would you mind sharing a little bit of that with us? I mean, I'll share what I know, yeah. Okay, please. Proceed. Well, I think it's called Families First, Pathway of Hope. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. Um, it's a really, really great, exciting program, mm-hmm. and I'm very, very happy that they're here. We waited a long time to get you guys. So All of us. Um, yes. Uh, so they are going to be, and they've already been out in the community, um, making connections and partnering with people. Um, so they're going to be, uh, getting families into the program, um, who meet the guidelines, I think like certain poverty guidelines, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, uh, it's a, I don't know how long the program is. That's something that I'm not sure of. But they they meet with them periodically, mm-hmm. and they set goals with them. Okay. And they help them reach those goals. Is that right? That sounds right. great. Yes. And they're able to help them. Um, they have, um, I guess, grants 
And <laughs> so have it, Grant. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. This is a good but opportunity to segue to the people <laughs> that have the answers for those questions. Yeah, no, but uh, they're able to help people um, reach their goals. Um, and it's not just <laughs> utility. That's something that I really love about this program, mm-hmm. on, is that it's not just like utility assistance or rent assistance. Like if someone wants to go back to school yeah. or... Um, like an example that was given to me, like if someone needs a laptop to go back to college, yes. um, they can get help getting that laptop That's to go back cool. to college. That's very cool. Stuff like that. Like yeah, it. it's um, it's really cool. Um, so I'm very excited to see what they do. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's start. Let's just go. Uh, we'll, we'll start over here to the left of Beans. That is Ed Sullivan, the Ed Sullivan. If you would pull that mic over there without falling down this time. Don't fall down. Um, don't fall, Ed. You... <laughs> <laughs> and if you would please tell us about yourself we, we want to hear about yeah. you we're going to start with you we're going to go around the table just tell us about yourself how you came to the salvation army and so forth okay well um my background is mostly in uh education and working in libraries mm-hmm. um but i worked in so- social services previously for a program called knox housing assistance um and uh, i was looking for um, another job uh, in the same sort of field. Uh, the program I'd been working for previously um, lost its grant funding, so so that ended. And um, I came across uh, an announcement for this position in uh, Pathway of Hope, and it sounded like something I would enjoy because I have a lot of experience um, connecting people with all sorts of resources Um helping them find answers to the questions they have and, um, uh, you know, um, Mm-hmm. Find you know, <laughs> connecting them with re- connecting them with what they need, you yeah. know, which is very much like yep. what I've been doing in in all my various uh, yeah. jobs over the years. I get that. And yep. is also a walking dictionary. <laughs> well, well, with a master's degree in what did you say? Library, library what? science, library and a master's science. in English. So. Okay, yeah. See, I'll correct your writing. Uh, and please don't. Yeah. Um, I consider myself a bit of a word guy myself. Uh, I'm definitely not a numbers person. Let's have a spelling bee. Uh, Negative. No, I didn't say I could spell. No, I would love that. (laughs) You really? I won the fifth grade spelling bee. Let's leave it in fifth grade. (laughs) I can do fifth grade. That is not surprising at all. For those of you that didn't know, beans can spell. That's good. Tell us the winning word. (laughs) Put it on her resume. Objective. Banana. Banana. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway. Use it in a sentence, please. Sorry, <laughs> my limited Back spelling bee experience. Ed. Back to Ed, which is none. I, I was never okay. Sorry. Okay, thank you, Ed, uh, for sharing a little bit there. Um, and uh, I, we are not surprised that you're a walking dictionary again with the masters in library science. I'll be honest with you, Ed. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know it existed. It's a thing. I, I'm grateful for those of you out there holding down the library science forces yeah mm-hmm. what autumn said what did you say yeah. forces. forces forces the force is with you ed anything well, you want to know about the dewey decimal system I can <laughs> well ed, thank it's you very much mine. for what you're doing here uh i know the, the work that you're doing at pathway of hope is invaluable to and, and will be invaluable to a great many families here in our community uh and this is actually a program that's happening in other salvation army corps and commands uh, across the state of Tennessee and and in the Southern Territory. And we're so grateful uh, for that program, for the grants uh, that make that possible. Uh, so we're, we're going to move on around the table to Autumn Willie Ford. 
Hi, my name is Autumn. As Ed, or not Ed said, Ron <laughs> said. Ron said, I'm yeah. a graduate of UT. I just graduated in May of 2023. So this is my first big girl job. <laughs> and here I am. This is fun. Well, you're doing a great job so far, I think. Yes. Thank you so much. I don't know, to be honest. No, she Me either. <laughs> <laughs> no, Autumn is awesome. She's Thank not had you. her first evaluation yet. She doesn't. Yeah, it's coming up when I get back on vacation. So. We're, we're okay, fine. I heard you were going to the beach. Somebody said that. I am going to the beach. But not the best one, right? What no, beach? <laughs> I'm going to Daytona Beach. Which is okay. not the best one. That's the last beach I went to. Where's the 20? best one? Where's the best one? Bradington. Where I used to live, huh? Wow. <laughs> it's Bradington, for hmm? sure. Anything on the Gulf is going to be better. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's fine. It's it's vacation. It's fine. It's fine. I'm lucky to go. Well, tell us a little bit more about what, what, you, how, what brought you here. Obviously, um, a car at some yes, point brought you here, but but you came from UT directly. You you were a brand new graduate and you came here. How did you decide I want to work there at the Salvation Army? Um, so I was a nanny for eight years, and I've always enjoyed working with kids, and always knew that I wanted to work nonprofit, mm-hmm. and went to school for a child and family studies degree, and a minor in sociology. So I knew community outreach and being in the community, helping hands on, was where I wanted to be, and. This came through a connection that I had known before, dog sitting, <laughs> not babysitting, <laughs> dog sitting. It's a lot of sitting I did in my lifetime. <laughs> and I had, I had mentioned looking for a job and it was brought to me. And I still do a lot of sitting at this job, which is great yeah. and very much rewarding sitting. <laughs> this, t- this one is... Somewhere out there, there's a construction worker and he's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I want her job. <laughs> That's a lot of sitting. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for what you're doing here. Uh, and like I said, uh, this program is is invaluable and will be invaluable to a great many fr- uh, families here in our community. Um, so thank you for w- for the work that you're already doing, but the work that you're going to do, because it's getting even going to get even busier. Yes. Uh, you guys are just now getting started. We are. So, all right. So moving on around the table, we have the one, the only Alex Hooker, sometimes confused with Alice Cooper, which is not even remotely the same at all. You don't look like him at all. At all. You actually look no. like Chris Taylor, your boss. You, do, you look like him. I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> I've been told. It's the hair. Yeah. Yeah, and we do. We see the that. same barber, actually. He, uh, yeah. so. I get oh. that. I get that. So uh, please tell us a little bit about yourself, Alex, uh, where you're from, you know, that kind of thing. How did you wind up here at the Salvation Army with the rest of us? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I'm originally from Dalton, Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's about two hours from Knoxville mm-hmm. or so to yep. the south. Um Although I support the Vols, I myself am not an alumni of the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Okay. Um, I attended a, I guess you could say, smaller, private, Christian, liberal arts university in mm-hmm. Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay. Um, it's called Lee University. That's where I went for four years. Mm, yes, I'm somewhat familiar with Lee University. Sorry, it's in Tennessee. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So, um, oh, attended Lee and graduated... <laughs> And I graduated from there in December of 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, After graduating, I worked at the university for about a year and a half Mm -hmm. uh, in the admissions office. Um, And then from there, just recently, I got married July 1st. Congratulations. Very recent. I appreciate that. All right. That's awesome. Oh, (laughs) I hit the wrong laugh track. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, we can edit. It's not not a problem. Absolutely. There you go. Okay. I'm sorry. Laughing at him getting married. Oh my goodness. I got to get a producer. (laughs) (laughs) So we got married July 1st, Mm -hmm. and 
the Lord was doing a lot in our lives at that time. Yeah. And um, I graduated with a ministry degree. My wife graduated with a ministry and a Spanish degree. Okay. And we Oof. were applying at different churches, looking for different opportunities for um, for us to both be in ministry, but mm-hmm. didn't feel peace really about any of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So eventually we got to a point where we decided, okay, we just want to, to go somewhere and figure out what we're doing there. We felt more led to pick a destination rather than a specific job title. Um, so Knoxville was our choice. Okay. The day after that, I'm doing a recruiting event for the university. I go for those uh, for that position. I would go to a lot of high schools, meet with students, tell them about our university. Mm-hmm. And I went to a high school in the greater Knoxville area. Um, and that day I found out they actually had a great need for a Spanish teacher okay. there. The day after we decided that we wanted to go to Knoxville and felt a lot of peace about that. Yeah. Wow. So told my wife to be about that. She was just my fiance at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really within two weeks, she got a job offer at the school. Yeah. Not long after that, I found out about this position. And I was really excited because I thought I would just end up working, um, you know, a regular job, maybe not a ministry oriented job, but just something that would be able to pay the bills for yeah. a short time until I was really able to do more research. But mm-hmm. this opportunity came up and as soon as I saw it, I got really excited and jumped on the opportunity. Um, they got back to me super quickly and everything's just kind of fallen into place yeah. since then. Fantastic. I love that. Wow. Okay. That's really cool. Well, I love hearing about the individuals. Um, uh, I also love um, saying Ed Sullivan's name because <laughs> what? Ed, we got it. We got it. Oh. Uh, Beans, you're going to have to Google Ed Sullivan. Okay. He was a, we he, can do that together. Yeah, he okay. was a te- television <laughs> show host so back in the 50s, 40s I and 50s. I did Google Alice Cooper and I was right. Alice Cooper... <laughs> Was a singer, is a singer, it's a rocker, a rocker. Yeah. Do you realize he's also a youth pastor? He and his no. wife, yes, he and his wife do youth youth work, uh, youth ministry work in Phoenix, Arizona. I used to live there, and I would uh, I actually did it. I was working for K Love Radio at the time, and I did an event at his church in the church parking lot. They had a big car show, and I met his pastor, and his pastor said, "Oh yeah, Alice is he and his wife. They're just they just so much here." And I'm like, "Holy moly!" I'm talking to Alice Cooper's pastor, wow. um, but it was kind of cool anyway. So, uh, so Ed, thank you very much for sharing a little bit about yourself. Autumn, thank you. And Alex, thank you for sharing all of that uh, about you guys. We are going to have to go to a break here in just a bit. Uh, but when we come back, we will have our weekly devotional. And um, the presenter of that devotional is to be determined, to be quite honest. Who knows? It'll, it'll be a surprise. So when we come back, we'll have our weekly devotion. And then after that, we're going to come back and talk more about the Pathway of Hope program here and what that actually is going to do, what the services are that it offers for families here in this area uh, and all over. And, and so, it's exciting stuff. Yeah, and it is exciting stuff. And we're going to hear more from the folk, the very folks that are boots on the ground doing the work with Pathway of Hope right now. So do not go anywhere. We'll be right back with our weekly devotion. Don't move. Hi, and welcome back to more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. My name is Ron Day. I'm your host, and I'm sitting here with the one and the only Major Cameron Henderson. And he has this week's devotional for us. So please, Major Cameron Henderson, take it away. Just say I was one of the only Major Cam Henderson. I think there, there might be another one. Well, I thought it was one and the only. There might be another Cameron Henderson. There might be. Uh that's, that's too bad for them. Once I found out what my name means. <laughs> what does your name mean? It means crooked nose. No, stop. <laughs> You're making that up. No, I'm not. Wow. Cameron means crooked nose. I don't know what Henderson means. <laughs> Son of Henry, I think. Um, that's awesome. Anyway, yeah. There you go. Uh, um, uh, yeah. 
Anyway, on that note, <laughs> I'd love to share something from the Word. Well, I, I love the Old Testament, and um, and uh, I've uh, recently enjoyed studying it um, in the book of First and Second Kings, and um, studying one of the books of the, of the Scriptures um, in depth, and over a long period of time, you really dig out some things you hadn't seen before. Um, we don't have time for a whole lot of that. But I'd love to share with you something that I saw not too long ago. I hadn't seen this before. And at first blush, you think it really doesn't apply to me. So mm-hmm. it's interesting, but not helpful. Yeah. Um, until you go, hmm, I wonder if this applies to me, because it might be interesting and helpful. Yeah. And it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 17. In, in Deuteronomy 17, um, starting at verse uh, 14, 15, 16 in that area, he's the, the uh, writer is giving instructions to the would-be king of Israel, mm-hmm. who one day would be yeah. king of Israel one day, what to do and, and how, to, um, how to be king mm-hmm. in a, in a, specifically for God's kingdom. Yeah. And um, it, it's a nice thing. And it might, it's, again, it's unhelpful. Because you think, well, I'm not a king, so why do I care? Right. Until you realize, well, I'm responsible for some things in mm-hmm. my own domain. I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible for a family. I'm responsible for work and right. those kinds of things. So I'm not a king with some crown on my head or, you know, whatever. Um, but um, but I'm responsible for some things. Yeah. And so what is what am I supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? And Deuteronomy speaks to that. And, and I think it applies well to us. Um, it talks about first what they're not supposed to do, which is interesting because that what they're not supposed to do seems like the things that they do. <laughs> Go, lo and behold, you know, I, I know it's hard to believe you know, a human king would do these things that God says, this is what I don't want you to do, king. Um, but here it is in Deuteronomy chapter 17. Verse 16, he says, uh, Moreover, a king must not acquire great numbers of horses for himself or make the people return to Egypt to get more horses. For the Lord has told you, you are not to go back that way again. He's not to take many wives or his heart will be led astray. He is not to accumulate large amounts of gold and silver. And so here is the things that we often think of kings doing, acquiring more power, more wealth. While we may not have horses, some kings would, but more stuff, uh, more power, a larger army, uh, more gold, more silver, um, enjoying love or quote-unquote love wherever they can find it. I'm the king, so I can do whatever I want. Um, And it speaks of all these things that a king is not to do, which none of that's a surprise to me. Um, but at the same time, we see, or in our mind, we see Israel's kings doing that. And you think, I thought they were told not to do this. Yeah. And in verse 18, it goes on. It says, when he takes the throne of his kingdom, he is, though, to write for himself on a scroll a copy of this law. So he's to write out God's law. Taken from that of the Le- Levitical priests, it is to be with him and he is to read it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to revere the Lord his God and follow carefully all the words of this law and these decrees, and not consider himself better than his fellow Israelites, and turn from the law to the right or to the left. And then he and his descendants will reign a long time over his kingdom in Israel. That's, that's a pretty neat 
and apt description of what he is supposed to do, mm-hmm. or she, um, supposed to do. So write out the law, have it with, ha- have God's instructions with them all the time. Read it every day of your life. Learn to re- and through it, you'll learn to revere the Lord. You'll learn to follow carefully the words of the laws and His decrees. Not considering himself, so also about our, our humble attitude. Um, I'm not uh, higher or more lofty than anyone else, and don't turn from the law to the right or to the left. Um, I, that's a pretty straightforward description, um, and I love it. I love the thought that my job is not to acquire more and more and more, whether I'm the CEO of a company or uh, whether I'm the janitor. Um, at a school, or whether I'm um, handing out burgers in the drive-thru or whatever else. My job is not to acquire more and more and more and more. Um, My job is to understand God's law and follow God's law, Mm -hmm. and then God will bless me. Uh, Yes, specifically to kings and leaders. Um, And so government leaders, that would be really helpful to me in my job. I thought this is really helpful. To others, I think uh, it may be really helpful as you look to say, I want to have God's Word in my heart every day. I want to know the Word, not just a little scripture verse today, but I want to know the Word and read it inside and out. You know who didn't? King Solomon. Um, Sorry to call him out, but uh, he's long gone, so it's it's fair game. (laughs) And God puts his witness in in the scriptures so that we would see and so that we would understand. And um, King Solomon we often look at because we revere him as the wisest king. We revere him as David's son. David wasn't a perfect king either. But we revere King Solomon. But when you slow down and you take a look at all that God had done for him and all that God said to him, you see, first of all, in uh, 1 Kings chapter 9, we see that God speaks to him. God visits with him multiple times. And it's, that's not the case with the kings of Israel, but he does with, with King Solomon. Mm-hmm. Um, and in chapter 9, starting verse 4, he says, As for you, God says, God is saying to Solomon, visiting with Solomon and speaking words to him. As for you, if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness as your father David did and you do all I command and observe my decrees and my laws I'll establish your royal throne your royal throne over Israel forever as I promised David your father when I said you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel so look at God's amazing promise follow me do it the way I instruct you to do it and you won't fail You'll never fail, and your people won't fall. Look at that. Verse 6. But if you or your descendants turn away from me and do not observe the commands and decrees I've given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land I've given them and will reject this temple I've consecrated for my name. Israel will then become a byword and an object of ridicule among all people. It's painful to read. And people will say, it's because they have forsaken the Lord their God who brought their ancestors out of Egypt. And they've embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That's why the Lord brought all this disaster on them. So the people will know why. They'll be able to look at Solomon and the descendants and say, that's why it happened. And so they'll know their sin. They'll know their failure. You know who did? (laughs) Uh, King Josiah. 
king of Judah. Generations later, King Josiah, now we're in 2 Kings chapter 22. We're just going to keep going until Revelation, so just hold on tight. <laughs> you know, sit tight, Ron. I'm checking your watch already. But Second Kings chapter 22, we see Josiah is, uh, he was only eight years old when he became king, um, but eventually they began to, and he began to rebuild the temple of the Lord, which had been fallen into great disrepair. In the midst of rebuilding the temple of the Lord, um, uh, Hilkiah the high priest, in verse 8, he says to the secretary, the king's secretary, in the midst of rebuilding the temple, I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. It had been lost all this time. It had been lost for so long. I have found the book of the law in the temple of the Lord. And he gave it to them, and they read it. Now, Solomon was told what to do, and he didn't do it. Almost immediately, we see him inviting other wives in. That wasn't having anything to do with which wives or whatever. It had to do with the fact that the wives, he said, would bring their gods in, and he would be turning to, from, right. to the left or to the right. He began to get infatuated with power and silver and acquiring all these things, and God was giving it to him, but it caused him to turn his head to the left and the right, and he fell away from following God's yeah. law. Josiah sees these words of the law. And in verse 11, 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 11, when the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his robes. It distressed him so much, and he realized they had not done it. Go and inquire of the Lord for me, he says, and for the people and for all Judah about what's written in the book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because those who have gone before us have not obeyed the words of this book. They have not acted in accordance with all that's written in, uh, written there concerning us. And so here is Josiah doing the other way, realizing that they needed to follow and honor God's word, and God would honor and bless them. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful because it's a reminder to us. God gives us instructions. He gives us instructions to follow, but he not only gives us instructions to follow, he says, if you follow these, they will bring about a, a, a good life, a long life, and for generation after generation after generation. Amen. He does one more thing. He knows that we would struggle following and obeying, and so he sends his Holy Spirit to say, I will put my instructions and my word in your heart. General Albert Orsburn, one of the Salvation Army generals, he died in 1967. Somewhere in his life, he wrote this little tiny chorus that we sing in Salvation Army worship services. It invites the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and abide with me. My heart is longing to confide in thee. Such wondrous grace thou hast provided me. Holy Spirit, abide with me. Holy Spirit, abide with me. Put your word deep in my heart so that I'll follow your word, God, and not get lost and turn my head to the left or to the right. I'll only look into your heart, into your eyes, through your word, and follow. May your Holy Spirit help us. God bless you. We'll be right back. And we're back with more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield broadcasting right here from 
our studios, our Salvation Army studios here in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, or Knox Vegas, as it's not called that at all. Knoxville, Tennessee. And uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, rejoining us. Thank you for our devotional. Uh, and uh, also, uh, we have folks with us here today from the Pathway of Hope program. Ed Sullivan, Autumn Willie Ford, and Alex Hooker uh, are all with us here today. And they are... <laughs> and they are... <laughs> Okay, it's Autumn Williford, not Willie Ford. Thank you. <laughs> this is how I know you. Um, okay, so, <laughs> Ed, we uh, we want to talk about the Pathway of Hope specifically, that program specifically, what it does, how it helps people, what services does it provide. Could you please start us off on that? Sure. The Pathway of Hope is a... It's called a two-gen program, a holistic program, and two-gen means... It's uh, helping both the parents and their children. Um, and the idea is to address uh, multiple needs, which is, which is what's meant by the holistic approach. So it's educational needs, uh, health and wellness, uh, financial uh, literacy, uh, money management, things like that, employment. Um, it has a spiritual component as well. Um, we can connect people who enroll with the program with the Salvation Army, uh, the church, and uh, its pastoral staff, or they may already be part of a church community and um, uh, encourage them to uh, connect further with them. Um, so uh, there's a I Am the Case Manager, which works with the families as a whole, and um, I'm responsible for uh, talking to them about what goals they want to achieve in the program and uh, talking to them about uh, how those goals can be achieved, what kind of resources would be needed, and uh, trying to uh, link them up with what would be most effective. The, the primary purpose of the program is to make these families, um, help these families become as self sufficient as possible uh, so that they won't need um, assistance in the future that they can um, uh, have be on solid ground financially with their housing um, and uh, with whatever kind of material needs may come up and also um, to build social capital to uh, engage them into the larger community their ch their church community their their um, extended family and so forth. Uh, so it's a program with a lot of exciting possibilities. Um, it's, it's a long-term program. Um, the preliminary step is we can, we can offer them some, some immediate uh, assistance with uh, some financial needs, um, but the, the long-term case management uh, can go over, I suppose, a couple of years. There's many assessments uh, to do in that period of time. I stay connected to them. Uh, making sure they have what they need, um, and uh, talking to them about um, how successful they are reaching their goals or if they need additional help and yeah. things like that. Okay, would it be safe to say uh, that this program is actually meant to um, eliminate the fear of homelessness, uh, right? I mean, and not just for one family right now, but for their generations after yes right? the main goal is to end generational poverty okay which leads into my position of being a youth service specialist because okay. we don't always 
in case management, you don't always work directly with the children. You just work with the parent. But mm-hmm. this grant is different because we are getting direct help with the child as well, okay. not just the parent. Okay. Fantastic. Um, Alex, I, I honestly, and I'm, I can say this honestly, I have no idea what you do here. Um, <laughs> and you just started. You just started this week. I only know what they do now because they just told me. So I, I, there's a lot that I don't know. Please tell me a little bit about your specific role in this program. We understand the program now. We know what Ed does. We know what Autumn does. What's, what's going to be your kind of your thing? Yeah, definitely. So as you mentioned, you know, I did start this week and mm-hmm. I'm still learning a lot of the, the actual day to day. Not to put you on position. the spot or anything. No, no, no. It's totally okay. Yeah. You know what uh, you do. Absolutely. That's, absolutely. Well, that's so, all that really matters that's to be good. quite exactly. honest. Well, um, my role is the engagement specialist. Mm-hmm. So what that will look like, um, in addition to, to working with families, getting to meet families and opportunities, I also will be um, evaluating different resources that we have okay. through different people that um, may want to contribute to this program that we have through donations, whatever else that may look like in the community, mm-hmm. um, really engaging a lot of the community in what this program can do to benefit our community at large and letting them know how they can help benefit to that to that mission and that vision that we have here. Yeah. So um, as it was mentioned before, we want to end generational poverty. Right. And there are a lot of corporations or places in this town that can contribute to that and have the means and the desire to do so. Yeah. So a portion of my position, as I understand it, is I'm going to be connecting with these groups and making those connections, both in terms of financial contributions or donations, but mm-hmm. also in support as well, which yeah. is equally as important to a lot of families to know that they're being supported yes. um, by more than just themselves. So. That was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Nice job there. Uh, Because, you know, it's way better. I I could have made up stuff. I think he he memorized that. (laughs) (laughs) There was a script. (laughs) He committed the job description to memory. Um, Okay. Well, thank you very much, um, all three of you, for shedding some light on that program. Let me ask you this. If, if, let's say, uh, someone out there right now is is hearing this and they think, hey, we may need to call on these guys for some help, what's the first thing they should do? Uh, if they say, I need to get help with Pathway of Hope and Salvation Army Knoxville, what should they do? (laughs) Ed just stole the mic. So... um, I'm still here. That was very sneaky. I like that. So if... uh, if someone, if someone uh, who's listening is interested, thinks it's a fit for them, or if um, they know someone uh, who thinks it's a fit for them, they should uh, refer uh, refer them to us, mm-hmm. uh, to me, and uh, I could talk to them and give them some specifics about what's involved with the program. Okay, um, there's it to to be fully engaged in the in the Pathway of Hope program. It's a it's a really um, it's a really big commitment to make. It's a long-term yeah. commitment and um, it requires a lot of dedication. Okay. Uh, but you also get a great deal of support um, while you're, while you're uh, meeting the goals that you set for yourself. Well, how about specifically, like what is there, is there a number they call? Is there a, do they go to the website? What should they do? I think maybe tell me if I'm wrong, guys, <laughs> let me say this quickly before Ed takes my so mic again. Take it. Um, Maybe they should call the 525-9401 and ask to speak to one of you. Yes. Um, Autumn or Ed or Alex, any of you. We also have Maria. Um, Phone number off the top of my head. Yeah, Yeah, no big deal. That's why (laughs) we're sharing the mic, Ed. (laughs) Um, But yes, they could call the 525 or 865-525-9401. 
right. and you can also find us on our website at salvationarmyknoxville.org and you can also hit us up where the, facebook insta what? what is it really that hard to add another syllable Ron does not know. You're not with it, Ron. Yeah, he's uh, not. No, I'm not. Lit. I'm not clearly. Snap. What? We don't even have a snap. No snap. We should. Oh. Like that? Snapping? No. No? Don't oh. embarrass yourself. Oh, good. <laughs> I he do does that, that often. Often. <laughs> often. Okay, so again, uh, give us a call, 865-525-9401. Ask for Ed, Autumn, or Alex if you are interested in the Pathway of Hope program for you and your family, and you're willing to devote yourself to the program. Uh, They're here to help you, and all you've got to do is be willing to put the work in yourself, and they will put the work in. I promise you that. Uh, So 865-525-9401, our website, SalvationArmyKnoxville.org, or you can smack us around on... Hit us up on Facebook (laughs) or Instagram. Instagram, that's right. Salvation Army Knoxville. Yes. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, we're going to go to another break, and uh, we'll be right back in just a little bit. What? I'm kidding. We're not going to a break. What are we doing? Do you know what we're doing? What are we doing? <laughs> I'm just here. I was just going to say, Ron has issues oh, being cool. Yeah, I do I'm have issues here. being cool. I, I've never been accused of being cool, I don't think. Have not I? by me. No. no. That's so hurtful. Put that in your notes. Okay. <laughs> I am, actually. I'm going to write it down. Beans did not say I was cool. Is not cool. She's writing it too. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about the requirements of the grant. That's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's talk about the requirements of the grant. Yes, yeah, because yes. there is a couple like Ron mentioned, and also Ed, that you do have to be ready to dedicate and change your life. Mm-hmm. You must have a U.S. citizenship, and you have to have a child, at least one child under the age of eighteen, as long as it's legally your child. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And are those all the requirements or, or are there more? Is that? I mean, poverty requirements. Right. So income level is yeah. has to match. Those. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. Those are very important. Uh, again, if you have more questions about this, we are going to go to a break. I was just kidding about not kidding. Wait a minute. Anyway, we are going to go to a break. Thank you, Autumn. We're going to get rid of Ron. We are going to come back. <laughs> come back and Ron will not be here. <laughs> we are, all right. Okay. So we are going to go to a break. We will be back in are just a little bit. Are we going to a break? Well, we're going to a break so we can get, gather our thoughts. Let's go to a break. I think That's it's probably great. a good idea. Please do not go anywhere. We'll be right back with more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. And we are back with more of the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. My name is Ron. I am your host along with Beans, Ed Sullivan, Autumn Williford, and Alex Hooker. We are all here discussing the Pathway of Hope. We are recording right here in our studios in Knoxville, Tennessee. So. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. It's what? just not her not having a mic and Ed asking her for permission. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't stop you before, Ed. <laughs> He's getting his manners as we go. Okay, okay. I'm glad you've learned something. I don't want to get any more dirty looks from you. <laughs> no more notes. No more notes. That does happen. Okay, well, as you can tell, we've been having a great time talking about the Pathway of Hope. And uh, along with these folks, these three folks that are working diligently in the program and, and to help provide and get those services to people that need them, uh, hopefully avoiding a poverty situation, homeless situation for generations to come. And uh, that's the whole point of the Pathway of Hope program. And so would you please, uh, one of you, I, I can't remember where we landed, one of you we're going, to, we're going to talk about the criteria that you have to meet to be a part of this program and some, our service counties and so forth. Please, one of you, anybody, take it away. 
I will tell you the requirements, and Ed can tell you the counties, and we'll see if he gets them. Okay. Um, so our requirements are you need to be ready to make a change in your life because mm-hmm. it is a big commitment, and we absolutely want to help you with that. And two, be a legal guardian of at least one child under the age of 18, and there is a poverty line that you have to criteria you have to meet and also yeah. have a U.S. citizenship. So we need an official document of your either ID, social um birth certificate, whatever you got going for you to prove that you're a U.S. citizen. Okay. Perfect. And uh, you mentioned the counties. Yes, we serve six counties. Yes. Uh, So I am the case manager for Knox County, Mm -hmm. but there are additional counties surrounding us that are also part of this program, and uh, they are Anderson, Campbell, Cock, um, Blount County, and Sevier County. Did I forget one? Also Knox County. Well, yeah, I said not yet. Yeah, <laughs> Knox County is obviously. You didn't count your six. Yes, that's obviously mm. one. So there is a, there's a case manager who works in each of those counties mm-hmm. um, engaging these families. And then Autumn is uh, the youth services specialist. And she's going to be working with uh, the children of these families in all of those counties. And then Alex is also, uh, as I understand it, going to be working um, in all of those counties as well. Um, so it's a, it's a very widespread program. Uh, it's covering a lot of territory in East Tennessee and, uh, there's no doubt a lot of people in all of them that, um, have a lot of needs that would benefit from this. Perfect. Thank you very much for, uh, for, for illuminating that a little bit. Beans as usual is up to something other than what we're doing. That's okay. Um, that's not true. I'm <laughs> taking note. This note, the giant note you just wrote on here. Uh, it says, Ed is the case manager. For Knox County. <laughs> For uh, Knox County. I've got to make sure you get that right. For Knox County. Because right. I have heard that a few times now, yeah. and I wanted to remember it. So what you're saying is <laughs> Ed is the case I manager. I love Ed. For no- oh, That's what I'm saying. She also oh, loves Mayor Glenn Jacobs. She told him that. I have a sound bite. It's, it's wonderful. I'll share it with you. Moving okay. on. So... <laughs> <laughs> so um, we mentioned off air that there's another case manager in another county yes. that has an event coming up. We do. Our Blount County case manager named Maria, she's doing a great job so far. She's got some families signed up out there. She is holding mm-hmm. a financial literacy course okay. in August, mm-hmm. all Thursdays through August. And the way that I understand is she's she's has this agent that's teaching her adults case, or not case management, mm-hmm. financial literacy. That's right. what she's doing. And <laughs> we also have child care. So yep. I think that boundary is also huge to mention Perfect. that we are thinking of how these families can come and give yeah. their full attention and be fed and be that's okay. huge. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, so to give a description of that, she who she hired or whoever's doing her course is going to teach the adults and then there's going to be a kid course like uh, doing wants versus needs doing money counting doing about anything that you could teach a child within their age limit yeah okay that's outstanding i love the i love all the work that's happening with this program um and and i love i would love for people out there that are listening and think well, you know what? I can get behind that. I, I, you know, it's not just helping people that are currently in a homeless situation. This is to hopefully to prevent a homeless situation for family and for generations to come, children's children's children, to set a new pathway for that family. Yes, Beans? Yes. <laughs> I, great information. <laughs> Thank you for That's chiming all I had in. To say. 
No, um, absolutely. Uh, I was agreeing with what you were saying, Thank but you. also it doesn't happen very um, often. Just so no, you know. it doesn't happen often at all, um, Ron. But what I was going to say was, you know, our homework club, our after-school program. Um, I talk about how important it is to um, help those kids know that mm-hmm. there's hope beyond the circumstances that they live in. Yep. And that's what this program is. And I'm very, very excited that um, I'll be able to work with Autumn and Ed and Alex and the families. Like, we're going to be working together in a lot of ways um, with Homework Club and camp, um, camp and this is this is just reading club and starting reading club Literacy. not not and that's going to be Ed's not thing. sure what reading club is but it sounds awesome um but yeah th- it's it's so like this is going to be such a huge program for knox county and all the other counties surrounding that, counties. yes yep. that ed mentioned all um, of the surrounding counties to um all put in six nice work towards putting an end to poverty <laughs> that's exactly right generational and poverty that's exactly right yes generational poverty we'll want to put an end to it now ed um um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Beans was actually a champion of the a, a program that occurred here in Knoxville uh, under the gui- uh, under the gui- guidance of Glenn Jacobs, our county mayor, called what was it called? Reed City. Reed oh, City. Awesome. That's right. We had a great big thing down at the Bijou. Uh, it was Huge. the Bijou right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, big event down there. That was fun. Um, so uh, fun. If I'm not mistaken, Chase, he. Yes, I remember Chase went a little rogue. Uh, Chase <laughs> went rogue. What's new? He did. He did. He went, he went rogue. He came in, and, and everybody was yelling, Chase, come over here and sit with our group. And Wouldn't he was like, sit with our group. He's like, no. I don't know you sat guys. He wandered over to the you very front. No one else was supposed to be sitting. Sat down amongst strangers. He was like. With the mayor. Oh, sat yeah, right next was, to Glenn. He was in heaven, man. He was exactly where he liked and wanted to be. That's my man, Chase. He, don't, he ain't afraid. Yeah. We love the confidence. I know. So anyway, well, thank you very much, guys, for being here. And thank you for sharing a little bit about yourselves and a little bit about Pathway of Hope. Um, I do want to remind you out there, if you're listening, if you'd like to partner with us financially to help programs like this. Yes, we have we have a grant that helps uh, fund Pathway of Hope. But you know what? The majority of the work that we do here at the Salvation Army can't be done unless you partner with us financially. Nope. And uh, we would love Love to talk to you about your giving goals, what you would like to, to accomplish, what you would like to see the Salvation Army accomplish in a partnership. Uh, give us a call, 865-525-9401. You can ask for me, Ron Day, uh, if you would like to talk to us about donating. And, uh, of course, ask about Pathway of Hope or any of our programs as well. Um, again, that number one more time, 865-525-9401. Find us on, uh, on our website at SalvationArmyKnoxville.org, or you can hit us up on Facebook or Insta. Graham. Graham. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that said, we are going to get out of here. And thank you so much for listening and being a part of our day here on the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. Thank you, Ed Sullivan. Thank you, Autumn Williford. And thank you, Alex Hooker. Thank you very much to you guys. Keep up the good work, and we will see all of you. Please go out and do the most good to everyone that you meet. Thanks for listening to the Salvation Army's Behind the Shield. If you have an idea for a guest or for any questions about the show, reach out to us at ron.day at uss.salvationarmy.org. Or you can visit salvationarmysoundcast.org forward slash BTS for more information.